Have you ever wanted to play the perfect tabletop game where story beats run smoothly and there's no awkward pauses between dice rolls? Yeah, me too. But since that's impossible, I did the next best thing and novelized my Witcher tabletop game to showcase the story in its cleanest form. The result is this podcast. I'm Jacob Gerstel, and this is Tales from the Witcher. Part audiobook, part actual play, part serialized adventure, and a whole new way to vicariously enjoy tabletop games. Welcome to the world of The Witcher, where monsters roam freely and the continent is once again at war. If you were hoping to follow the plight of Gale to Rivia, however, I'm not going to be doing that. Instead, I offer you the story of a not-so-merry band of degenerates who are making their way across the continent. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Business to Know 1. I must ask again because I still don't fully understand, Ethramel said. What is this curse you cast? Carmignola stepped closer to Ethramel's unnamed horse. As I said before, the curse brings on powerful nightmares that are slowly driving her mad, which is why she's hunting me. Are you, the sorcerer said a little falteringly, are you sure it's a curse? What if it's just normal nightmares? Have you ever had the same nightmares every night? The kind that makes you want to pluck out your eyes so you can no longer see it? Or puncture your eardrum so you can no longer hear it? The kind of nightmare that makes you wish for death so you can escape it? No, can't say that I have. Well, that's how I know. The sun was reaching its apex, and Carmignola wiped sweat forming on his brow. They had been on the road all day, following Zevor of Kavir's map west towards the Mahakam Mountains, away from the war with luck. Carmignola ran up to Zevo's horse. Witcher, you can support me, right? As I've said before, Zevo replied, depends on the nature of the curse, how and why it was cast, the circumstances surrounding it. No two curses are the same. I don't think it's a curse, Ethermel said. Sounds to me like a simple hex. And how would you know? The doctor shot back. Ethermel wiggled his fingers. Because I'm magic. How did the curse get cast? Zevo asked. Tell me what you know. Okay, so when I was a little younger, I met this woman. She handled a sword like no one I've ever seen, and before long we fell in love. You know how it goes. Anyways, she wanted to hunt monsters, and I was willing to go along for a while, but after a horrifying creature damaged my hearing, I lost the passion for it. Sadly, she did not, and she wanted to kill a vampiric bruja that was preying on a town. I said no, we fought, and we split. I only learned later that the bruja was cursed, and it transferred the curse onto her when it was killed. And that's how it happened. Zevor reigned Diabol to keep him from wandering off the road and nibbling at the wet grass. So let me get this straight. This woman went to fight a Bruja, and the Bruja happened to be cursed. And the Bruja then passed the curse on to this woman. Yes. And you think you were the one who cursed this woman? Yes. You didn't curse her. You had nothing to do with it. Carmignola stared at the Witcher with a look that said he didn't comprehend what was just said. But if I didn't leave her to fight alone... The Bruja would still have cursed her, and probably you too. You were not there when the curse was cast, and you had nothing to do with the curse, even metaphorically. It's completely beyond you. How do you even know this happened? Because she told me, Carmignola sputtered. A reliable source if I've ever heard one, 
Ethramel said. I can't help you, Zevo said. You're not linked to the curse. You're just the unfortunate soul that's being hunted because of it. How do you know I'm not linked? Zevo leaned down at Carmignola. Because it's my business to know. Let it go, Doctor. It's not about you. Carmignola turned to Ethramel. You're the magical one, Elf. What do you think? My name is Ethramel Antred, Dwan, and I think the only thing more evil than magic is business. It's not a curse, and it's not linked to you. At best, it's a hex. Vampires can't cast hexes, Zevo said. Ethramel shrugged at the doctor. Listen to the Vatgern on this one. You know what I think, Cedra said. She brought up the rear, writing in a small notebook and barely watching the road. Please share, Ethramel said. There was love shared between the two, and love is its own powerful magic. Depends on the nature of the spell, Zevo muttered, but not loud enough to rejoin the conversation. And how do you know that? the sorcerer asked. Because it's my business to know, Cedra said. All troubadours must see the inner truth of things if we're to compose any real art. Ethramel snorted. Well, please part the curtain on that conclusion. Cedra did not look up from her notebook because the doctor can't even bring himself to say this woman's name. That's how I know it was real love. Carmignola blinked. Well, yes, of course I loved her. She's the only girlfriend I've had. Zevo barked laughter and scrutinized his map. I'm going to scout ahead. The path looks... twisty. The witcher spurred Diabolon until he was out of earshot. He put his map away and inhaled deeply, surveying the land. He found a brief moment of peace. It did not last. Now that the philosophy lessons are over, let's talk business. Jeremiah had snuck up behind Zevo, and he hefted the large rucksack on his back. There's a matter from the Bleeding Valley we've yet to conclude. Zevo grunted. And what's that? Well, since we're a few weeks out from the Mahakam Mountains, it'd be a good idea to have enough food to last, no? As it so happens, and I'm sure you'll recall... I purchased a hearty supply of salted mutton from the good butcher Bidland. At quite a bargain, I might add. How much? For two weeks' worth? Hmm. Jeremiah scratched his beard. Sixty. Zevo dipped into a bulging flaxen bag and handed the craftsman sixty crowns. You fleece Cedra as well? Please, fleece is such an unkind word. This was a friend's discount. The craftsman grinned. But yes, she agreed to the price. Zevo grunted, and Jeremiah, who had gotten better at reading the tone of the witcher's various grunts, took his leave. Zevo returned to surveying. Jeremiah read a diagram. Ethramel thought about drinking. Carmignola tried talking to everyone, to varying success. Cedra whistled a tune. And the pastures gave way to marshland. 2. They found a small, dry clearing not far from the road. While the path was well-maintained, the greenery surrounding it became boggier. Each step off the road was accompanied by a watery squelch. Zevo started a fire, which Cedra, Carmignola, and Jeremiah shared. Ethramel disappeared for an hour and returned just past twilight with a dead crow in each hand. He sat on a stump and flicked two eyeballs out with the tip of his dagger. He muttered thanks in elder speech as he went about the work. Jeremiah watched Ethramel and said, I hope you're going to eat the rest of that. Ethramel tossed one of the birds at the craftsman. Fancy eating crow? Jeremiah shook his head. Ethramel tossed the other crow to Carmignola. Here, you'll need the bones to lift your lover's hex. 
It's a curse, Carmignola said. Ethramel heard shuffling in the distance. Zevor looked up, jumped to his feet, and drew his steel sword. Four figures, humanoid in outline, approached. Stop right where you are, Zevor growled. All right, hold yourself, one of the figures said, but did not stop. We're not meaning any harm. Then stop where you are, the Witcher repeated, and state your business. We're on Prince Stennis's business, the same figure said, and they still did not stop. We're with the Adernian army, just an expeditionary force, you see. The firelight showed four armed and armored men, but they sported the yellow and red chevron of Edern on their black tabards. They looked worse for wear to Ethramel, with lean stomachs and a hungry look in their eyes. The sorcerer tried hunkering behind the stump he sat on, but slipped on the wet grass. He smacked his arm on the stump to regain his balance, and one of the soldiers, one with a crossbow, looked directly at him. A little small for an expeditionary force, Zevo said. Give us a break, the leader, who stood taller than the others, said. We were sent from a battle at the city of Aldersburg to seek provisions for the good of Edern. A little grimy, too. The leader grimaced. Didn't say we won the battle. Let us share your fire and food, and we'll be on our way. We're keeping you safe from the Black Cloaks, after all. Cedra, whose business it was to read the inner truth of things, stood up and said, Why don't you tell us why you're really here? Told you, Blod, one of the soldiers said to the leader. The leader, named Blod, ground his teeth and drew his sword. Kill them. Zevo pounced before the soldiers could draw their weapons. He rushed between Blod and his companion, spinning and slicing both of their legs and rending open their padded trousers. Blod cursed and dropped to one knee, but he struck back. Zevo parried the strike, and the strike from the soldier behind him, but was a hair short blocking the third soldier who charged the Witcher. He swung true, and his sword got stuck in Zevo's armored arm. The soldier leveraged the blade, and a shard of it broke off in the Witcher. Zevo cursed and stumbled. The fourth soldier, the crossbowman, aimed at Zevo. Ethramel jumped onto the stump and gathered his power. He drew from the earth with an incantation and shot two jagged rocks from the ground. They hit the man's gambeson, but were unable to pierce the padding. All it did was draw the crossbowman's attention. He aimed at Ethramel and shot. The sorcerer heard the twang and the whistle, and the bolt landed deep in his thigh. Ethramel screamed and dropped onto his ass, clutching the wound. Carmignola hesitated, but Ethramel's scream roused him. He rushed towards the crossbowman with his dagger. He thrusted wildly at the soldier, who dropped his crossbow and pivoted so that Carmignola stabbed only air. The soldier drew his sword and sliced at the doctor's arm, ripping the sleeve of his jacket and opening skin. Zevo managed to regain his balance and ducked low. He planted one foot in the soft grass and spun, slicing the injured soldier's leg once again before swinging upwards at Blod. The sword pierced Blod's gorget, and he tumbled over. The soldier who broke his sword in Zevo's arm tried his luck again, but his luck ran out. He did not see Jeremiah rush up beside him, and did not have time to dodge the craftsman's hammer. He did not have time to register pain as the hammer cracked the base of his skull. The soldier's eyes rolled back, and he dropped noiselessly. The third soldier snarled and swung at Zevo. He parried the blow and swung for the neck, severing the soldier's carotid artery. The crossbowman, seeing the tides turn in an instant, dropped the sword he had just drawn and fell to his knees. Mercy, please. Not a fucking chance, Ethramel said through clenched teeth. He took a deep breath, gripped the bolt, and pulled it out, tearing his leg further. He howled as fat, the color of egg whites, 
started to bubble from the thigh wound. Regaining just enough composure to mutter a spell in elder speech, he placed a hand on the wound. Relief fell on his face instantly, as the wet grass at his feet dried and shriveled in uneven patches. Zevo approached the soldier as Carmagnola asked, Why did you come here? We're deserters, the man choked through tears. Please, I have a family. Two little ones. Zevo decapitated the soldier with one swipe. Blood flicked on Carmagnola's face and jacket. He looked at Zevo with wide eyes. Why did you do that? He could have given us information, or... 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 something. Zevo hunkered down and cleaned his blade on the soldier's Adernian tabard. When you've lived as long as I have, you learn that most people waste their second chances. Carmagnola opened his mouth to argue, but Ethramel said, in a strained voice, Doctor, when you have a moment, would you mind coming over here to ply your trade? Carmagnola crunched dry grass as he knelt down and inspected the sorcerer's leg. Ethermel removed his bloodied hand to reveal a gash already scabbed over with tendrils of milk-white flesh, though it was reddened at the edges. Ethermel grinned when he saw Carmagnola's expression. Magic does have its uses. Carmagnola nodded and gently touched the fresh flesh in several places. The elf yowled. The bolt caused an oblique fracture. I'll have to reopen the wound. Ethermel blinked, mouth slack. Shut the entire fuck up, Dwan. Your magic closed the wound and stopped you from bleeding out. Impressive, and it may have dulled the pain in the short run, but what you did was akin to covering a hole with wallpaper. You sealed in all the dirt, splinters, and scraps of cloth. The wound must be opened. The tissue and bone must be cleaned of all ephemera to prevent infection. And then, of course, I have to stabilize and set the femur. Carmagnola flashed a crooked grin. Unless, of course, you want to walk with a hobble the rest of your life. Ethramel was silent for a long moment. Then he sighed and pulled out his dagger. He summoned a small ball of flame in his palm and ran the blade through it. He handed it to Carmagnola. Just do it quick. Carmagnola tilted his head. He did not take the dagger. Instead, he reached into his bag and pulled out a roll of surgical instruments. He doused a scalpel in his hands and sterilizing fluid as Ethramel took a leather band from his hair and clenched it between his teeth. The doctor lowered his scalpel and said to the sorcerer, The only thing more evil than magic is business, right? Right. Carmignola conducted his business. That'll do it for this episode of Tales from the Witcher. This podcast is written and produced by Jacob Gerstel. The Witcher novels are by Andrzej Sapkowski, The Witcher games are by CD Projekt Red, and The Witcher tabletop RPG is by R. Talsorian Games. The music is by Eric Matias at soundimage.org. Be sure to leave a rating and a review, and to spread the word of this podcast far and wide. You can follow the podcast at TalesWitcherPod on X, or at TalesFromTheWitcher.Buzzsprout.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you again next week.